We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stacy Dales, NFL Network correspondent. Here at Hallis Hall, as expected, continued buzz around the quarterbacks, especially when it comes to the 11th overall pick, Justin Fields. Breaking down the latest from the Bears beat and news from around the NFL. George McCaskey and the Chicago Bears have a lot of digging to do. They need to do a good job this time around. New head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus. Where, where do we even start? Start at HITS? Do we start at the HITS acronym? Former WNBA All-Star. And the ball stolen away. Didn't see her coming, and Perkins gets the clean steal over to Dales. Easy land. Stacey Dales off a beautiful feed from Elaine Powell. Stacey Dales with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. It's always fun to talk to Stacey Dale. She joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Stacey, good morning. How are you? What's up, guys? Doing awesome. It's divisional week, and uh, we're like, I don't know, four weeks from the Super Bowl, so I'm kind of pumped right now. <laughs> I got to tell you, I you know, you covered – the single most impactful play that we saw in the playoffs. You were uh, in Cincinnati and we saw the Ravens get down to the goal line and the ball slapped out of the quarterback's hands. And next thing you know, he Mm -hmm. is lumbering and rumbling and that touched. (laughs) That was unbelievable because that that's a 14 point swing. Sam Hubbard got up to 17 miles per hour. That's awesome. That's hilarious, David, that you said that, because when I was in the locker room after Jamar Chase, all he cared about was that his Madden rating and his speed went up. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so when that play happened, guys, you could almost feel um, Paycor Stadium levitating. Like, it was unbelievable. And this is, like, on the heels of that Jacksonville game the night before. I I had to go to sleep because I have such a long and early day on Sundays. But uh, we had just an amazing weekend in the wild card round in the NFL. So it was really cool. And Sam Hubbard, we all grabbed him. Every media entity was like, I love those moments too, because when you're on the field with a player who doesn't get all the glory, and it's a guy like Sam who's from Cincinnati, grew up there, it's just a, it, it's a, it's a real um, raw emotion that comes out of a player. So it was a great moment. Stacey, we'll get to the Bear stuff in a moment, but you're headed to Philadelphia this weekend for Giants-Eagles, and that's a great matchup as well because of obviously the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. That's the big storyline. But the Giants being there and what Brian Dable has done in year one has a lot of people in Chicago looking on with envy because of the way that he has handled Daniel Daniel Jones, Mm first-year head coach, and now they are in the playoffs after winning a big game in Minnesota which is which are they the biggest surprise left in the playoffs to you? How how do you describe what the Giants have been able to do in Dable's first year? Yeah, David, I think the Jacksonville Jags are a pretty big surprise too, but the Giants um stopped surprising me when I when I literally had a couple of their games because I was around their team. And the thing about Dave's is he's just such a 
He truly looks at what the opponent does, and he completely curtails his game plan around it. So, like, Minnesota's passing defense and everything they do in terms of what, you know, the, their trajectory defensively this season, which has unfortunately for them gone downhill, he, he attacked it. And that's he goes in and beats Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, right? So, the thing that I'm concerned about Eagles, the Eagles in this game is they faced each other, obviously, in the regular season twice because of the division. And they won both of those games, Philly did. And it's really hard to – you're almost better if you split, you know, because uh, you got one, we got one. Well, well, now the Giants come in with this – they have this loosey-goosey attitude, but they're so well-prepared. So, I think it's going to be just like a smash-mouth type game on Saturday night. So, I, you know, the Eagles, this isn't going to be easy for them. We know Jalen has been dealing with that right shoulder, um, his throwing shoulder, and – we never know, i.e. Lamar Jackson, we never really know the severity of injuries. That is rarely revealed. Um, and so, you know, he uh, Hurt said this week, well, you know, I've always got a bounty out against me. Well, yeah, he's going to have definitely his, his head is going to be like on a swivel because that Giants de- defense is really good. Yeah, I mean, they shocked the uh, the Vikings and they, they – um... That defensive line was the reason, right? Uh, Lawrence mm-hmm. and Thibbet. I mean, that, those guys really played well in that game. And you look at this now, and I know that um, that Hertz isn't even on the injury list, but yeah. you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do against that front and and how uh, how the um, how healthy are the are the uh, Eagles on the other side of the ball as well. Yeah, Lane Johnson is supposed to come back at some point, Molly. Right. I don't know when, but, you know, he's he's an all-pro for a reason this year. You got, you know, as Nick Sirianni says, he believes he's the best tackle, not just a right tackle or a left tackle, but the best tackle in the game. So they have to get him back. And on the other side, Ojolari's injured and, you know, but they're really good. They're good up front. Um, I love this time of year. You know, the, the thing that stands out about this time of year, guys, for me is, and it's just, it's the intangibles of the locker room. You go into, I was in, you know, covering the Bengals this week. And I, obviously I, I had both teams and the Ravens and the Ravens are going through a, a hell of a lot of stuff right now with Lamar Jackson, more than we understand, I think. So um, you then walk into the Bengals locker room and they feel tighter than their Super Bowl run team last year. Locker room chemistry is absolutely essential. It Do not underestimate it. And the brotherhood that exists within a team and the confines of a team is, is really unique at this time of year. And all these teams still standing, they have it. So it's who makes the fewest mistakes on the weekend advances. And that's to me what it always comes down to turnovers. I mean, Baltimore is just at that game. They had two turnovers and one of them was a 98 record setting uh, touchdown return for Sam Hubbard. So um, you know, if, I, if I'm a team that didn't make the playoffs, I'm like, how the heck do I get the chemistry on this team to go up and up and up and start building it in the offseason? So, Stacy, back here in Chicago with the Bears, Tuesday felt like a monumental day at House Hall. What yeah. was your biggest takeaway from Kevin Warren's introduction? Ooh, where do I start? So, the first thing I would say is I would give a shout-out to the Chicago Beat, David, because this beat leaves no stone unturned. If you missed it, just go back and watch it. I mean, they got you covered, the beat, because they're going to ask every single question. And, and the transparency that came out of Kevin Warren and, you know, George McCaskey was awesome. I, I was extremely impressed. And it's not shocking because I've known Kevin and 
was there for many years in Minnesota. I mean, he spent 15 years with the Minnesota Vikings. When you are in his presence, you feel greatness. I think he looks to do things at an extraordinarily high level. Um, You know, this is a guy, if you go back and just look at his track record, he won a Super Bowl with the Rams back in 2000, like with Dick Vermeil. He's been around greatness. And the thing that's really cool is he's been, every stop that he has been, it's been no fewer than three years. So he goes from the Rams, wins the Super Bowl with them. He goes to the Lions for three years. Then he jumps on ship with the Vikings, and he's there for 15 years. And I remember that transition to U.S. Bank Stadium. I remember the things that were in the workings because, you know, I I was reporting on the Vikings all the time because they were really good. They went to the playoffs a lot. And I remember covering games at the University of Minnesota in, like, sub-degree temperatures and 40-degree wind chills because that's where they had to play. And then I remember covering the Super Bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium when everything was finalized, and it was brilliant. He was a part of all of that, and now the Bears get him. And I love the fact that they got an outside guy, right, or had it been a gal, like somebody on the outside coming in to put a really um, honorary touch on the transition to now a new stadium, and that was the other takeaway, guys, like, they are going to Arlington. Like, there's no more, you know, can we please stay at Soldier? Let, let's make another push to stay at Soldier Field. No, they're going to Arlington. And the fact that he went out there one day on his own volition just to take a look at it, as he alluded to in his press conference, I thought was awesome. Um, and, and obviously, he, he has such a gravitas for changing things and evolving things. I and mean, what he has done at the Big Ten, what he did in Minnesota, and then he's been around greatness. He's won a Super Bowl. So, and he has a relationship, by the way, with Justin Fields, which is really cool. So, like, this is, I think all the stars are aligning for the Chicago Bears right now. You know, it, it's really interesting because he talked a, a couple of things that j- jumped out at me, just kind of getting to the little things, you know, doing that sort of thing. Because I think it's been a problem, frankly, for the Bears uh, over the years. Um, and And I really enjoyed – just sort of his style of leadership, right? I mean, talking about meeting with everybody and telling them, hey, if you were part of the family, what would you change? I I like that kind of taking responsibility type stuff, right? I like that idea. I'm with you, Molly, and I watched the press conference, Mm -hmm. and I went through after with my my orange highlighter for the Bears, in honor of the Bears. (laughs) And, you know, I highlighted the word detailed and methodical at least a handful of times and those are and and the reason i say that is to your point molly like those are the things he believes in but then i highlighted the words integrity and honor and i trust that because i've met kevin and i've been around him and his energy is of a good person and when he said i remember the quote i want to create an environment where they are the staff are comfortable to share That's critical because you can't come in and take over a job as the president and CEO, which is basically, that's the top dog right there. I mean, as far as business affairs go, that's the top dog. You know, you've got your GM, Ryan Poles, who's the highest ranking official on the personnel side. And now you've got uh, Mr. Warren, who's the highest ranking official basically on the business side. And he wants to sit down at the table and be receptive to what you guys want. And that's how leadership, that's, Good leadership. Good leadership is not, they don't 
you know, come down and dictate on people. It becomes a conversation and a learning process. And so, like, to your point, Molly, these are all really good indications that hiring this person, a person who is a good person and who, who wants to know what the fans want. The other thing I took away was he, he went to the Bears-Eagles game this year, and he, he wanted to have a fan experience, so he parked in the parking garage. You know, when, you, when you've had the levels of success of somebody like Warren and you – also want to get into the shoes of a fan and the experience of a fan. Uh, to me, that there's a humility in that, and I am I love humble people. I love stories of, you know, starting from nowhere and and then coming up. And you know, he talked about a car accident that he had when he was a little little boy and how it nearly ended his his ability to walk. Like those are really really beautiful things to share, and I'm just really glad that you know, this was a hire that feels good for everybody because, you know, just knowing Kevin Warren, it, it's, um, I think it's a great thing for the Bears. So, Stacey, I asked Kevin this yesterday during the press conference. I want to ask you the same type of question. Yeah. So how does all of that, it's great because he's, he's powerful, he's got command, he's got the gravitas, but how does that leadership style eventually lead to more victories on the field how does the leadership of the bears team president affect the product on sunday afternoon well it's a day, it's a daily effect david and it's a great question and it's culture it is it, it, you know when you're led by really good people who have the right intentions and um <clears throat> it, it, and it's change i mean nothing certainly nothing against ted phillips i mean it, it, ted has done this for a long time and his I really appreciate the way the Bears have are evolving and transitioning this process for both he and Kevin. But um, this is a new change. He brings a different outlook, and his track record speaks to that. So he's had proven success, but he's done it in a way that's a really good way. His reputation is really strong, not just in the NFL, but in the college level. So now he can have a pulse on, and the way he talks to people, this is a man, when you speak to him, he looks you in the eye directly. He remembers your names. You're, when, you, when he, you know, you could not see him for 10 years, and he would remember your name. There, there's going to be an imprint culturally, David, that I believe will have an immediate effect on this entire staff, and it's a positive effect, which is always important for growth. Stacey, I want to get back to the playoffs this weekend, and in particularly the team you just covered, the Bengals, going in to Buffalo. And the idea that DeMar Hamlin uh, went out to the facility last week, will he be at the game is a big question. But just that that kind of storyline, given what we witnessed uh, at the end of the season, and then, of course, him now out of the two different hospitals and – and into a, a different uh, mode of recovery. Just an extraordinary story. Two teams that shared that event and what that will be like this weekend. Yeah, Molly, I don't know if you could write, if you could even put this into um, a Hollywood movie because it, it, it's so unusual, but it's so beautiful the way it's all culminated. And you know, being in the Bengals locker room after the game, of course, we were all asking, what are your thoughts on a, a very emotional, perhaps, return to face the Buffalo Bills, who, who are, you know, they've, they've now become stark rivals, right? Because they're both really good and they have both really good quarterbacks. 
And um, I, I think the reality is that my takeaway is obviously everybody's just so delighted, beyond delighted, that DeMar Hamlin has been in his recovery now. And who knows, may, may, will he even play football again? Possibly. Um, I would anticipate he would be there in some capacity, though that may be too emotional for him because it's such a big game and it's such a big moment. But, you know, the players, they, they go from that on to game planning. And the, the truth of it is, is all of this took place in the first quarter of that football game two weeks ago or three weeks ago um, on Monday Night Football. And they have an entire playbook they didn't even tap into. So I think there's this era of, for both teams, we didn't show you anything, you didn't show us anything, so it's like fresh. Forget the fact that we didn't play the game, now we're playing for the first time this season. So that kind of be, would be my approach going into it. Although, of course, it will be emotional because of the moment that both teams shared on that field. So what is your gut feeling, Stacy, about Tom Brady's future, Aaron Rodgers' future? I don't know <laughs> if they're tied together, but I do think that everyone's got an opinion. What's yours? Yeah, these are better conversations to have drinks over, David. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, Tom Brady's never going to retire, okay? It's never happening. It's not possible. I mean, I, I, I don't ever see it. I, I, I just can't. Um, gosh, he's 45 years old. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers will come back. My gut feeling is that he'll come back because when I was there in the Detroit game in week 18, he alluded to the idea in his press conference, guys, that they obviously miss Devontae Adams. They need they need more talent, I would say. But he, he thought that a couple of the rookies were, you know, next year would be the start, really the start for them. So now that he's got a kind of a, uh, a, a, I don't know, a dirty, you know, year one with some of these rookies because it wasn't pretty, um, that might entice him. But I don't think if Gutekunst goes out, their general manager, and gets him a, a premium, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins type, De, a Devontae Adams type receiver, he'll be very pleased. Um, he said Pat, on Pat McAfee this week that he still hadn't made a decision. They'd had some really long, good conversations. Um, it was kind of funny when I was there the day after reporting, I bumped into one high ranking official with the Packers and I'm like, you guys have to want this process to go quickly. And he looked at me and he smiled and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, we do, but they have to wait on Aaron. And he said, well, we just hope he's in the country. We can get a hold of him because <laughs> he, leaves the, he leaves the country. He gets the hell out of Dodge. I mean, is he going to go do Hiawashka or whatever it's called? Like, Never know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then Tom, Tom's probably going to go to some like, you know, um, with all due respect, vegan seminar somewhere. And on know, an island he owns. On an island he owns and rebrand TV 12, which yeah. by the way, I, I buy it, man. I, have you, if you ever want some good protein powder, TV 12 protein powder is off the charts. Good it is know. so good. good yeah. Know. It's really good. So. Yeah, I you know, I I said to David, like, when you heard Aaron Rodgers say that he could be an MVP, you didn't say anything about winning the title, right? It was just a little too kind of zeroed in on Aaron Rodgers. But maybe yeah. maybe that's that's too many of uh, those uh, moments in the in the uh, with the jungle weed or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was an interesting season because as you, as we talk about every week when we jump on together, which is a highlight of my week. So thank you guys. Um, 
the NFC North has just been so weird this year. And Detroit ended up being the best team in the division. And they, you know, they beat Green Bay and could have very possibly beat, you know, whichever team they played because of the way they were playing. And now they're going to retain Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, because he wants to build the thing that they've already started building. So Detroit already am looking ahead to next year. They got, they got some good stuff going on there. You're right. It's so crazy, Stacy. Here we are. And yeah. there's, there's stories about, well, the Bears should trade Justin Fields, and then the, we don't know what's going on with the Packers and their quarterback. And Kirk Cousins, people want to run him out of Minnesota yeah. after fourth and, and the eight. only sure thing. The only sure thing is, is the, the Lions. Is the guy that was never going to be a part of their future. Jared the placeholder. Yeah. yeah. How weird. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. And I I, I know there's going to be hyperbole, okay? Like, Hey, put write that word on everybody's mirror when you get up in the morning as we go into draft season, hyperbole, okay? Put the definition under it. That's what, that's what draft season's all about. Uh, the Bears love Justin Fields, okay? Are they going to entertain every possibility with their currently eight picks in the draft? Yeah, of course. But I, I just I do not see this changing as far as the trajectory of where they're going with Justin Fields. And I'm looking at Jalen Hurts right now, and I'm looking at his numbers from – his first season in 2020 to now three years later in 2022. He went from a one and three record as a starter with all the Wentz drama to an eight and seven starter the next season. He is 14 and one this year. His completion percent is pushing 70% this year. His passer rating is the second best, I believe, in the NFL, which as you guys hear me say every week, passer rating is nothing more than quarterback efficiency throwing the ball. So I don't even mention running it, right? got 13 rushing touchdowns I think it is this season so like I am looking at that model for Justin Fields and saying what did they do what did he do in the offseason Jalen Hurts to get that completion percentage from even last year which was right around 60 percent to jump to 67 percent and his passer rating a substantial jump from 87 to 102 that is like insane that's great coaching and I believe Justin Fields can get there next year because that would be, you know, his jump into year three. Justin Fields cannot just be the greatest football player ever. Maybe the greatest athlete in the history of sports. That, yes. was, that was hyperbole. Yes. I was just, I was, yes. I was trying yes. out hyperbole. <laughs> oh, Stacy, thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks, Stacy. Awesome, guys. Have an awesome week, and we'll talk to you next week. Safe travels. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.